Hello and welcome to The Nature Pod, conversation and invitation to join me and my guests as we navigate pathways to nature, as prescribed in forest bathing and the practice of Shinrin-yoku. Let's awaken our senses to all that is around us as my fellow walkers in life, friends, experts in the field of health, wellness and ecotherapy share their stories of nature connection and their insights into personal development. I'm Suzanne Radford, forest therapy practitioner, communication coach and radio presenter, lover of the great outdoors, guiding people through nature to a place of calm, clarity and contentment. I have found some of the best conversations, ideas and inspiration happen when walking and spending time in nature. So let's connect and see where it takes us. My guest today is Patty Gay, a passionate gardener and home cook. Originally from the Philippines, Patty's been an expat for nearly 30 years, moving to Dubai in 1991 to work as food and beverage secretary at the exclusive aviation club. And in Dubai, she met her husband, Thierry. They now live with their 17-year-old daughter, Isabella, in Dar es Salaam in Tanzania, where she tends her garden and gives cooking classes. I catch up with Patty while she and her family are on holiday in France, and I begin by asking her to describe what she can see. At the moment, I'm sitting on grass, and I'm surrounded by rows of majestic pine trees. I could see insects, butterflies, and bees hovering on beautiful wildflowers. Through the air, I could hear flying insects, and there are bees tiny grasshoppers, crickets, even flies buzzing. The trees and the blossoms, the grass fills the air with sweet summer scent. And as I gaze through the open field, feel the sun that cuts through the forest and creating slant rays of gentle light. And uh, it feels good. And I could also see my husband just a few meters from me, tinkering with his car. And it's nice and peaceful out here. How lovely to spend some time there in the forest at your uh, parents-in-law. Is there something that you are particularly liking in nature at the moment? Very much so. What I'm liking about nature right now is the uh, tranquility. It's the calmness and the stillness. But you know, there are lots of things. There's life in the middle, but there's at the same time stillness. You could feel being healed, immersed in this uh, nature. I'm li- I'm liking the feeling that here we we are safe because we're away from the city. You know, being in a crowd that uh, everyone is trying to avoid because of the COVID nineteen. Right this very moment, I'm. I'm liking the feeling of uh, being safe. And how would you say you connect with nature generally? Through a daily walk with our dog. You know, we live in this uh, compound in uh, Dar es Salaam, which is amazing. We're surrounded with greeneries and a very lush garden. We usually take our dogs for a walk uh, at least twice a day. And on weekends, we just cross the road and uh, it takes us to the, to the beach that's how we generally uh, feel the nature being close to us and uh, adding to that have a small garden patch where we live in Dar es Salaam and I usually spend every day tendering the garden trying to understand how nature works. I know that garden is uh, technically is not really uh, considered as natural. Through this garden patch I'm trying to work next to 
nature. I think we first met when we there was a, a cookery competition that I was running on the radio show and you were our contestant. You won the contest. I did, I did. <laughs> and, uh, you were always I, so lovely and wonderful and supportive of me and the show and and then one day you invited me to your house and I went with a colleague of mine and we, we came to your house in Dubai and you wanted to cook for me, but you also wanted to share your beautiful garden because even in that climate, it's a harsh climate, a desert climate, you had greenery in your garden and you were growing vegetables. And it was so lovely because we worked so hard and to be invited out of the studio to go and have lunch at a listener's house was such a lovely, generous thing to do. So that's what I always think of you um, and remember. You've always loved getting your hands in soil. Yes, uh, yes, I do. I do, because I think that's the only uh, way to really understand, go deeper. You know, I was born in Philippines and then I moved to Dubai when I was 27 years old. Uh, finding similarities has always been uh, a way for me to reconnect to my roots. So for me, the connection to nature is really very important. And the, the, the way to do that is to, to get your hands dirty. You know, you have to modify, especially in Dubai, we cannot just uh, throw seeds and the seeds would grow. It's, it's, uh, unlike in Dar es Salaam, the soil is rich. So you, you can just basically throw any seeds and uh, you will, you know, a few weeks later, you will uh, see small plants growing. But in Dubai, we have to modify the soil because uh, we live in, de in the desert. So uh, growing tomatoes in a sandy soil is not really very, uh, very easy. So we have to, to mend the soil, we have to mix it. And the only way to, to do that is to really get your hand in, you know, get your hand dirty and uh, pl plant it yourself. And every day you have to visit the garden. And it's just lovely to, uh, to watch them, how they grow. Where is the pleasure? Is it the pleasure in planting something and watching it grow? How does it feel? Because it's, it's quite labour intensive, you know, the, the, the actual process of tending a garden. Yeah, the pleasure actually is the, the act of tending. It's, it's just uh, take, takes me back to, to my roots. 27 years old when I left my home country. Since then, my husband and our daughter have moved to uh, different countries and eventually led us to our home in Tanzania. I find that the easiest way to adopt to this changing nature and landscape is to find a common denominator and something that's really similar where I could uh, easily link back to my home. Although the Philippines is uh, as a country is uh, gifted with a breathtaking nature, I grew up in a city in a big city and uh, in my eyes, as I immediately remember, Dubai back then didn't have significant uh, difference in terms of man-made landscapes. But so I remember my mom finding ways to grow her ornamental plants in pots and lining them up uh, nicely on balcony. And uh, simply because we didn't have a space uh, for a ground garden. It's the closest nature uh, experience I had in, um, in a house where I grew up. Once in a while, I get to spend summer holidays at my grandma's house in the province. Over there, my grandma has a huge backyard where she grows uh, fruit trees. In Tanzania, it shares the same tropical weather as the Philippines, and the natural landscape is uh, similar. Uh, the fruits and vegetables and the trees and beaches. So in our garden in uh, Dar es Salaam, 
uh, we have mangoes similar to what my grandma grows in uh, in Philippines. So we have mangoes, we have bananas, papaya trees, uh, cassava, sweet potatoes. Can you describe what it's like to taste one of those fruits? The taste of a mango in uh, when you when you pick it up directly from the garden is so uh, so different. It's more uh, fresh. You get all the uh, the vitamins from from the fruit that you're uh, that you're picking, and me. Uh, living in Dar es Salaam, picking uh, fruits and uh, vegetables from our garden, for particularly mango. It's a way of uh, taking me back to my childhood growing up in the Philippines. It tastes sweet, it's not only because of the fruit that's uh, the taste uh, beautiful, it's also the sweet memory that fruit brings to my family, to where I am right now. In, either in France or or in Dar es Salaam. Is there uh, a walk you can share? You say you like walking where you are in Dar es Salaam. But is there a particular walk or a landscape that stands out for you that you've walked in the past? Yes, I have so many beautiful walks in nature. And just rest, yesterday we, we went to the, down to the river and we actually got lost in the process because there were, there were lots of trees that were fell down and covering the path that we usually walk on. So we ended up using a different path, uh, discovering another patch of the, the river that's so beautiful. So so this is just a, a regularly, you know, a, a, a normal walk that we usually do here. And, uh, I have uh, so many unforgettable walks from the beach in the Philippines where my husband actually asked me to marry him. There's this particular walk that I will never forget. It is actually the first time I walked on a strawberry field. And in one of my early holidays in France, the family went to a small village in Haute-Loire, where my parents in law know of, of a farmer who sells uh, the most delicious strawberries. So uh, off we went a, a few kilometers later. We arrived uh, in the farmhouse. It's almost in the middle of nowhere. And the farmer handed us each a basket and uh, we were supposed to pick uh, the strawberries. And uh, coming from a city at the the time, uh, I was so ignorant when it comes to gardening. I I haven't started my gardening in Dubai at the time. So I excitedly took off with my basket, obviously with the basic mission in mind to, to fill the basket because we were there to buy the strawberries. So I just walked in and carried on uh, with this basket. I am now in the middle of the field, uh, savoring the beautiful strawberries. And I was so enthralled like a child. And I just wanted to stay there, close my eyes and uh, enjoy the fragrance. And then I just snapped and all of a sudden I remember the basket. I I have to fill the basket. So I started to actually uproot the strawberry field plants and drop them in the basket. Because in the Philippines, that's how we harvest peanuts. (laughs) So so I continued plucking those plants and filling my basket. I was so proud of myself. I I was filling it so uh, quickly. And then the farmer came running and started screaming and goes, Arete, stop! <laughs> my parents and my husband were in stitches uh, when they saw what's in my basket. So, uh, so I was, uh, you know, obviously they explained to me that 
I have to gently pick the strawberries one by one because those plants are actually going to, you know, to bear more fruits. And now I just destroyed a few, uh, you know, a few plants. No wonder this guy was, uh, went berserk. And it's a walk that each time I go back to, I could see that, you know, you know, that lady, very innocent, curious, very childlike and free-spirited. I am still, but uh, I'm probably less innocent. And it's a memory so powerful that just talking about it right now, I could feel the velvety touch of the fruit in my hand. And I could even smell it and feel the juice, you know, the juicy, um, sweet uh, flavor of the strawberry rolling on my chin as I bite uh, on Mm. it. And I could see the big smile of my my mother-in-law who's passed away now and I so adore her and uh, I just feel joy you know I see a strawberry it takes me back to that to that walk is there a, a place that stands out in your mind maybe a place in nature that has made an impact on you uh, yeah, I think as humans, uh, we, we have this desire to be around nature. It's, 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 it's natural in us. And whilst garden, and I keep talking about my garden because I'm quite proud and I just find so much joy in it. Gardens like mine can't be as, we, can, we can't uh, classify it as nature in strictest sense. We have to main, main, modify the soil, we have to prune the plants. Most of the plants I grow in my patch. I have to uh, to plant the seeds. You know, there's human help in there. But I use this patch as an opportunity to learn, to appreciate, and to work with the with, with the nature that surrounds it. And the garden allows me to connect with nature and uh, those around me. I like to believe that this gives me a little sensitivity about nature. Gardening also taught me a lot about patience. Uh, because when we plant, it's not, it's not like you, you're not going to count uh, three days and you have fruits, yeah? But, uh, I, I like to, uh, to, to enjoy the process. In Dubai, I was uh, planting lemon trees or, or uh, tomato plant, but of course we were happy to harvest the fruit, the, the tomatoes, but before the fruit, uh, before the tomato comes out, there are lots of opportunities to learn about nature, admiring the, the simplest things. Tiny insects, how are they connected? How, what's their role in, uh, in the garden or the whole nature in general? The pollinators. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. the pollinators. Uh, I also understand we, we don't need insecticides. We don't need pesticides to to grow healthy tomatoes we have a in gardening we have companion gardening next to tomatoes you plant marigolds for example that attracts insects that would normally attack other plants or other herbs in your garden marigold is a good companion plant learn balance so that you don't need to to use uh, pesticides and uh, it's it's healthier you're not killing the insects that are beneficial because they're there as a part of nature they have their roles to play and we don't kill them we we have to learn to to work with them 
You mentioned, uh, Patty, just then the word balance. I know that you've had, apart from the global challenges that we're all facing at the moment, you've had some personal challenges. Your husband's not been well, your dog, you lost your dog recently. Tell me a little bit about how nature helped you through that time or has supported you in some way. We, we rely on nature when we try to uh, get perspective of what, what's happening. When we lost our dog, uh, Bianca, it's really very, very tough. We're just trying to, uh, to deal uh, with uh, Bianca's loss. And uh, my, my husband, uh, Jerry, also caught uh, malaria, unfortunately. And he uh, was taking medication uh, for a couple of weeks. He got better, but uh, unfortunately, after a few days, uh, he had a relapse. And all days, we lost our dog. My husband uh, had cerebral malaria. Globally, we had this pandemic. There, there was a real uh, dilemma whether should we, you know, should we fly to, to France because uh, this around the time when we take our summer holiday. It was, it was a tough decision to make. It was tough. But in the end, uh, we, uh, my, my husband was uh, feeling uh, strong and uh, quite determined that he needed to be to get out of this city. So uh, we took the plane and uh, just so glad we did because since then on, it's just been a calming and healing experience for for us all. Just last week, we caught up with friends. So we went to the river. All this experience, just uh, setting your eyes uh, on the soothing and calming uh, nature helps. And seeing the family, catching up with friends, you know, you realize that, uh, yeah, the, you know, life is still beautiful and uh, carry on and you just rely on nature to heal you. This being close to nature, I think, uh, help us all to take it easy. It, mm. it just uh, gives you this opportunity to, uh, to go slow. Everything you're describing, I think many of us can relate to that and, and know there's a sense that nature helps us, like you said, feel calm and healing. But there's actually the science there as well. Um, a lot of the work that I've been doing is helping people through nature connection to, to manage stress or to alleviate anxiety or also, you know, people that may be suffering trauma of some kind or grief mm -hmm. of what happens to the body physiologically when when in nature so as you describe beautifully you know the scent that has a direct in fact i think the sense of smell is the sense is the strongest mm. actually because it goes direct into uh, the hippocampus of the brain uh, when we breathe in the natural essential oils from the trees the phytoncides mm. that's very calming but it also boosts our immune system and our all sorts of illness and disease it can help complement in in healing and then our sight, you know, resting, as you were describing, resting your eyes on the trees, on the scenery, on the light coming through the trees, the fractals, that also is incredibly good for the, the brain. It's not just as saying, yes, we love nature and it's lovely to sit in it. Our physical connection to being within it, it's an amazing feeling. So, Patty, mm -hmm. your gift for us today. So what would you like to leave behind for us? that has some meaning. A gift. Okay, I'd like to share a poem. It was originally written by Max Ehrman in uh, 1927. It's my li life's little guiding principle, if you wish. 
And uh, I first came across this poem when I was in the university. And uh, I remember typing it in my manual typewriter. At the time, there was no uh, uh, Google where you can access a beautifully laid out and ready to print version of poetry. I inserted it on top of my work table underneath a glass top. So I read it regularly. And uh, th this poem makes me appreciate my life's journey with acceptance and gratitude. And uh, it provides me everything I needed to be uh, self-assured. The poem is uh, called, the, entitled Desiderata. It means something that is needed or wanted. There are a few verses that I particularly uh, noted and uh, that I, lo I love. So here we go. Go placidly amid the noise and haste and remember what peace there may be in silence. As far as possible, without surrender, be on good terms with all persons. Be yourself. Especially, do not feign affection. Neither be cynical about love, for in the face of all aridity and disenchantment, it is as perennial as the grass. Take kindly the counsel of the years, gracefully surrendering the things of youth. Nurture strength of spirit to shield you in sudden misfortune, but do not distress yourself with dark imaginings. Many fears are born of fatigue and loneliness. Beyond the wholesome discipline, be gentle with yourself. You are a child of the universe, no less than the trees and the stars. You have a right to be here. And whether or not it is clear to you, no doubt the universe is unfolding as it should. Therefore, be at peace with God, whatever you conceive him to be. And whatever your labors and aspirations in the noisy confusion of life, keep peace in your soul. With all its sham, drudgery, and broken dreams, it is still a beautiful world. Be cheerful. Strive to be happy. Max Ehrman, 1927. Beautiful, Patty. Lovely. Thank you so much. What a wonderful poem. You've, you've, you've carried that with you all these years. Yes. Yes, I did. It, and it's, there, there was so many years I actually uh, uh, memorized this long poem. I still have a copy of it that I consult once in a while. So, yeah, I, I love this. I, I think it's a powerful uh, poem and it's real. I love it. So if there was one word to sum up nature for you, Patty, what would it be? Nature is ours. And if I may add, as humans, nature's beauty and generosity is ours to share. And in the same token, nature's destruction and depletion is also ours to mend. So nature is that. For me, in one word, nature is ours. 
Patty Gay, thank you very much. It's lovely hearing your stories. Thank you so much, Susan. What a pleasure to catch up with you from uh, Dubai. And, uh, you know, it's lovely to see you on Instagram. And uh, I am super excited to learn more about your forest bathing. I'm going to be following you, your podcast and whatever you do. And uh, I wish you good luck. And thank you so much for this opportunity. Thank you. You've been listening to The Nature Pod with Suzanne Radford and you can follow Patty and her recipes, her cooking classes and garden on Instagram at Rice and Baguette. For more on my walks and workshops in nature and to subscribe to the newsletter, go to thenaturepod.com or follow me on social media at Forest Bathing Algarve. And if you'd like to share your nature connection stories here on The Nature Pod, then get in touch. I'd love to hear from you. I invite you when next you pick a fruit from a tree or eat strawberries in a field to see with the eyes, smell with the nose and taste in the eating. Savour the flavour and notice how it feels.